I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Chris Hernan joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That is the ceremonial playing of basketball by Curtis Blow <laughs> as the NBA season begins. you have a favorite era of NBA basketball? Favorite era. Like, is there a time you recall? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think right now it's pretty good. Um, I was just listening to Moses Malone, and it was such a. Yeah, I mean, my. So, my. Slugfest back then. My entry point is mid 80s, I would say. And so I was not. I was very conscious of the Lakers, Celtics, Bird, Magic, all of that. I think at that point I was not as conscious of the entire league. Did you? Were you? I know you hate the Lakers. Did you hate the Lakers then? Were no, no, no. Third? I was I was Lakers over over Celtics in in, in that, that in that in that formulation. Um, but my real the real team for me that I grabbed onto was the the Pistons team right after that. The Bad Boys Pistons. That's a team I followed on the way up, and so I was rooting for the Pistons when it looked really? like they were going to beat the Celtics, and Bird stole the ball. And you know, passed it to was it Johnson or McHale? I think it was Johnson. Uh-huh. And that so so like that Pistons team was my real. That was my team. So then the Pistons, who did they then up beating? The Bulls. They then they were beating the Bulls for a while, right? Who did when they were winning? How many titles did the, that the, team the win? The Pistons chased the Celtics, and, and then, then the, the Bulls, Bulls chased, chased the, the Pistons. Pistons. Right. Who were the Pistons beating in the finals? They beat the Lakers. And I think they beat the Blazers. And did you like this? So that was Isaiah and uh, Mahorn jo- and Lambeer jo- and Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. Yes, Rodman and Sally coming off the bench. The young, the young kids. They changed. They exchanged Dantley for Aguirre along right. the way. That's right. They changed Dantley. Yeah, for Benny Aguirre. Johnson, microwave, a very deep team. Adrian Dantley started out as a Buffalo Brave. Okay. And then Adrian Dantley, six five post player, and a thin, from, and a thin <laughs> six five post player. He had a, he was no, he had, he had a, he wasn't, like, he wasn't Barkley Zion. Past, right? Yeah, no, he was um, no, he was not Barkley Zion, but he was solid. Yeah, he won Rookie of the Year for the Braves, and then they traded him immediately after. Right, I it was crushing my youth because I had Bob the Bob Mackin was on that team, and uh, and they just sold him to the Knicks for. Nothing basically. Jim McMillan came back, I think, and was part of that deal. And then they had the second pick in the draft, and they traded it to the Bucks for Swen Nader. And the Bucks drafted Marcus Johnson. It was All just right. a freaking debacle. Uh, and I, I had an awareness of the Bucks because of Sidney Moncrief, because I was an Arkansas right. kid. And you know, I, like I grew up, my uncle. I was a little before. I was too young. Like the whole triplets thing, I wasn't aware. Of, but I grew up. My uncle, who was not that much older than me, he was like six or seven years older than me. He had the um, the Moncrief Sports Illustrated cover poster with the hand, you know, right. the, the tomahawk, two hand tomahawk dunk on his wall. Growing up, 
Um, but I think you're right that this is a pretty damn good era. And the other thing that makes it to me good, and I, I think, think the talent level is really big. That's why a lot of people are saying like we're overdue for expansion, just because there's just so much talent. The talent's fantastic. You got the whole world playing now, right? right. Like so, the whole and at a high level. Um, and then the style of basketball. I don't know. Like, you, do you think the three point shots over? Like, do you like basketball the way it's played now? Yeah, generally speaking, I. I I think there are times when, when I mean, I like variety, but I think there's more variety than people think. I think people have gotten, people have now internalized this sort of idea right. of, oh, the analytics say you got to do this, and they don't apply it to actually watching that much basketball. And, like, it's not, you know, I mean, the the the, the last two years in a row, the top two players in the MVP race have been true centers, Nikola Jokic right. and, and Joel right. Embiid, right. right? So it's not like. So those centers are dead. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, and then the other thing that has happened is that, we all of a sudden have freaking parody. Like, uh, it, like it's, it, it's it is wild. as wide open as it's ever been. The last two seasons, I think last year was like this, and this year there's I think even more teams. Well, so uh, I was reading a piece that Golden State, Boston, and the Clippers are either co-favorites or co-favorites across the betting market. Basically, okay. those three at plus six hundred. What's that mean, Jeffrey? It means you. <laughs> <laughs> Means you bet a hundred dollars, you get six hundred. Right, that's what it means. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. See, so look at us. So basically, it's six to one. If you bet a dollar, you get six. Yeah, exactly. For, so for for the cheapskate betters out there, that is the longest recorded odds for any opening night favorite. Those those three, and then Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia are all are all within ten to one or shorter. So you got Golden State, Boston, the Clippers, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia all. Reasonable bets, uh, and you won't so, get great odds on any. You know, so last year the Warriors won the title; they were the three seed in their conference. The year before, the Bucks won the title; they were the three seed in their conference. I wrote about this. I think I wrote about this in a column, something I wrote recently, or, or I wrote about it and edited it out for length. I can't remember anymore. But uh, of the last ten teams to make the NBA Finals, the last five seasons, but the last ten teams to make the NBA Finals, only two out of ten were the number one seed in their conference in the regular season, and only one actually won the title as the number one seed, and that was the Lakers in the bubble. And so, A, I think it's gotten, since the breakup of that Warriors super team, it's gotten much more competitive and more parity. There's also more of a separation a little bit between regular season, regular season performance for that reason. Right. I think more of a separation separation between regular season performance and playoff performance. So why do you think there are more teams with more chances. And is it is it intentional? Is it the Supermax? Is it that LeBron isn't as great as he used to be and so he can't just gather three players and win? Is it what what's the I, reason I, for I think this? well I think both of those are, are, are I think both of those are, are are relevant. I would say, you know, there's no you know, the best player in the league is Giannis. Giannis doesn't tower over all other players maybe the way that LeBron at his absolute peak sort of right. did. And so the sense that one player will just carry whoever you know, to to a number one seed, to a finals, um, the way the way LeBron was doing for his Cleveland teams, you know, right. um, I think that is not the case just because the talent there's so much ta- there's so much talent at, at the high end right now. But I think that Warriors team was a little bit of an, an anomaly. Remember, it took right. a very special sort of cap thing. The cap rose, and the players' union refused to stretch out the the, the new money. And, and even right. it out yes, over multiple right. years, and, and that so created an opportunity for a Warriors team that was already winning titles to go out and add a Kevin Durant. Well, and also don't forget, when Steph was up for his first extension, he had had the ankle problems, yeah, yeah. and so, so they so, got him even cheaper. Like right. That was but another big part of it. That 
but but even even apart from that team, it used to feel like we knew who was going to win. It was either going to be you know Cleveland or Miami. We knew who was going to be in the finals. It felt like Boston and L.A. and whatever else. Right, and right. like it doesn't feel like we have any idea now. And I love it. Yeah, no, I agree. There's just fewer for what. And again, I don't want to get too far right. diagnosing reasons because I'm doing it off the top of my head. But but for whatever reasons, there are fewer. When you look at like the top ten players in the league or whatever, you don't have like Shaq and Kobe were both like top five players on the <laughs> right, same team. Right. Like you don't have that right now. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's it's great fun. Do you think, by the way, the Grizzlies have done what they've done, which most would say is a pretty non-aggressive summer, you know? And, and, oh yeah. And, and they talk about it as if, listen, we like to build this way. Right. This is how we build. A, is that just a decision, this is how we build, or was it, you pointed this out before, that there wasn't opportunities to do more anyway? Is it some of each? I believe there was not, you know, a quote-unquote perfect or an obvious opportunity. Now, you can force the issue if you think, like, we really want a more proven veteran who can score off the bench. Like, you could have gone out aggressively and tried to find that, right? But in terms of the big move, the big move had to be there. You can't just decide we're going to do right. a big move. Like, it has to be there. And if you look, and I made this point, I'll make it again. If you look at the the players who actually, the major players, all-star level players who actually moved this summer, none of them fit what the Grizzlies would have gone all in for. They were all small guards, which the Grizzlies have got John Morant and Desmond Bain. Like, it takes a lot to try to break that up with another player. Right. And I don't think Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray were good enough to try to, 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 to spend the resources to break up what you already have in John Moran and Desmond Bain. Or it was, you know, Rudy Gobert, who's a center and who's already 30 years old and, like, making 100 and whatever. And you could have made the case to do that. But I think the Grizzlies were so were already coming off 56 wins and were so content in what they were they didn't feel the need to take the risk that Minnesota took. There's not the level of desperation there to do a Gobert thing, which may be great for Minnesota right now, but you may look up in three years and like, uh, we should start digging ourselves out of something. So I think the Grizzlies were in such a good position that to do something major, it needed to be exactly the right thing to do because you don't have the level of desperation. You're already so good as is, and the right thing wasn't there. And so, Is it also partly like with Atlanta, they had it, Two years ago, they had a really good, you know, run in the playoffs, and they're right. like, "Let's see what we are." And then there was like, "Yeah, we're not good enough." And so then they went out and get the, got the move, did the move. Atlanta, Atlanta invested resources in sort of like the Grizzlies, like like let's throw a bunch of darts, right? Right. And so you spend a lottery pick on DeAndre Hunter, who they just gave ninety million, but like right. you know, not not an all star and not healthy a lot. You spent a lottery pick on DeAndre Hunter. You spent a lottery pick on Cam Reddish. You spent a mid-first-round pick on Kevin Herter. They're throwing darts trying to find an all-star sidekick right. with Trey Young, and they didn't find it with those guys. Grizzlies hit it with Desmond Bain at number 30. And so when the Grizzlies hit a Desmond Bain, when they hit, you know, John Collins puts up better numbers than Jaron, but in terms of impact on winning and what he does defensively and lineup versatility, he's not Jaron. And so the Grizzlies, like, hit on, like, Desmond Bain better than those wings. Right. Jaron Jackson better than those front court guys. And so when you don't hit, now you got to go out and scramble and try to find it other ways. And the Grizzlies have been fortunate enough to this point to not feel like they have to go out and scramble and try to find it other ways. That's interesting. I, I wondered if it was just that they're sort of a year behind Atlanta in their level of desperation. Okay, now we got to force it. Like, if, if— Oh, if, if the Grizzlies win—and I'm wary of this because, I, you know, if the Grizzlies— 
If the Grizzlies win, I, I predicted 51 wins. So they win 44, get 45 games or something, and that a little disappointing? Is that- I think if, you, if, you, if you're that low, I think that's, that's a real disappointment. To me, if you win 51, which I, I, I predicted, and you mm-hmm. lose a competitive first-round series, to me, that is not, oh, no, we're going backwards, we got to do something. That is not going to be, I'll tell you up front, right. that is not going to be my <laughs> right. reaction to that. And so I, just because I, I sort of have respect for the depth of the conference this season. And so I think you have to, to me, you, it's hard on the front end to say if you hit this number of wins or this playoff result, then you will react this way. I think you got to let it play out and, and absorb the context of what that's going to mean. With Atlanta, I think, you know, I, I think there was real concerns on Atlanta's part, you know, coming out of that because of how bad they were defensively and some other things. And I don't say, I'm not saying there won't be those concerns for the Grizzlies when you look at the end of the season, but I'm not going to predetermine that based on a record. So do you think, very clearly, that's within the realm of possibility. In fact, I think most people would say the most likely thing is they like they're not picked to be a top four seed in, in a lot of places. And it's, so, if you're not, or yeah. you're maybe a top four seed, you you said they'll be a top four seed. They'll be playing Minnesota. That was yeah. your prediction. I got them as four. You could easily lose toss up, that toss up series. Totally. That's that's not some crisis, right. but it will be seen as disappointing. Can you just hang in for the next five years and? Be competitive and see what the opportunities are and build slowly Again, and see if Jake LaRavia is good in year two. I and, think the specific context matters. I right. just can't like can't, project right. that, plant some right. flag about you have to have this certain – I think it depends on the context of your of your team in the league. But I do think that they are – you got John Moran who's – I think he's 22, maybe he's 23. This is his age 23 yeah. season, whenever the birthdays are. You got John Moran, age 23 season, locked up. You got Jaron Jackson, age 23 season, locked up. Yet Desmond Bay in age 24 season under contract for two more years and probably locked up right. a year from now. And you got you got around the around the edges of that. You have Brandon Clark in his mid-20s locked up. Zaire Williams, early 20s locked up. I mean, right. they are set up to be good. Now, good and great are not the same thing, but they're set up to be good for a long time. And I, I personally value that. Right. No, I, I completely in terms of it was why two years ago there were there was all this, let's go all in. And I'm what the hell does that even mean? Right. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Who? Who do you want? Who right. do you want him to go get? What does that look like for you? Um, so, uh, all right. Um, in terms of tonight, we've got Sixers at Celtics, Lakers at Warriors on TNT. Charles Barkley got a raise. Uh, good, good, good for Chuck. Good for Chuck. Do you like Chuck? I do, of course. Do you like that show? Uh, it depends. I don't watch it as much as I used to. I don't watch anything, you know, as much as I used to. The extravagant, to. the TV talking head thing I've lost patience for in all kinds of ways, right. whether it's sports or politics or whatever. Um, I like Chuck. I, I'm not a big fan of Shaq. Right. To me, he's I, he does not entertain me as much. Right. So, like, the glory day, the peak era of that Chuck, Kenny, Ernie, I thought was really good. I'm less, I watch it less now. I'm more likely to turn off and go to another game on League Pass than watch right, the post game. Uh, if you could watch one of these Sixers, Celtics, Lakers, Warriors, if they were on simultaneous, which would you watch? Um, that's a good question. Um, the Sixers I'm most interested in individually, but the Celtics I'm kind of least interested in right now individually. I'll probably watch the Lakers, Warriors. Actually, I think there's more intrigue generally in that game. Um, is that what it is, Lakers Warriors? You, you yeah. got the ring ceremony. You got the whole like Draymond playing yeah. with Jordan Poole in the same. I floor, got no interest in a ring ceremony. You, you got, I hate watching well, parades fine. and ring ceremonies. But, you, you, but yes, Draymond, you have the intrigue of Draymond Jordan and, and Jordan Poole together, and you right. have the in, the in, the intrigue of Russell Westbrook and, and Patrick Beverly together, and like 
you know, in terms of like so interpersonal you are, drama like you hate on your the TV Lakers. Screen. You root against the Lakers, yeah. but you do you do think they're it could be interesting at the beginning of this season. Yeah, in the beginning at least. You know. What's amazing is the Clippers, so the Clippers are a lot of people's favorites to win. That trade when they got those dudes was four years ago now. It's been a long time. That's yeah. hard to believe. It's for, are they well, I, the whole bubble and the COVID stuff? Like time is I don't know what time is anymore. Yeah. Um, we went over some of your predictions um, in terms of of the um, specific rankings. Again, you retweeted your uh, I think today your I um, did since so the opening night. I, opening, I gave yeah. that one last week. Uh, but in terms of specific, some individual, individual. Awards, Joel Embiid, your MVP. A lot of people are picking Joel in, for MVP, and I'm one of them. And I think the rationale is sound all around. No one knows what's going to happen, but he's finished second two years in a row. The history with the MVP, there's, in terms of the, how the voting works, there's two sort of history things that work in his favor. One, voter fatigue is real, and so Nikola Jokic. I've got Denver finishing with the best record in the West, but like it's right. impossible to imagine Jokic winning a third <laughs> right, MVP. Right. Um, and so voter fatigue is real, which works against Jokic and, and, and Giannis to a lesser degree. Typically, you don't come out of nowhere and win an MVP. Typically, when you win an MVP for the first time, you've been a runner-up. You've been in the mix. And Embiid's been finished second two years in a row. So I think he is one of the five best players in the league. He is sort of in line for it. It's sort of his turn. Right. It's like this is like the Republican Party of like the right. 80s or whatever. Right. It's your turn. And I think the Sixers are going to have maybe the best record in the league, or, or at least in the East in the regular season. So that's an easy pick for me. Um, Coach of the Year, Mike Malone, Sixth Man of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amend that. I mean, you know, that's a moment in time, and y- your ideas keep changing. I think it could be Mike Malone. I'm kind of feeling Mike Brown. Like, if I'm right that the that, that, that the Sacramento makes the hits 40 wins and makes wow. the play-in, and, like— He and can that, add a little defense they, to if, the if they show. Become, if they get better, they won't be good. If they get better defensively without changing the defensive personnel, I think there's a there's a there's a storyline there where he gets credit for that. Uh, six man of the year, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, rookie yeah, of the year, knows. Keegan Murray. I think Murray. I think there's gonna. I think there's not gonna be a lot of rookies having good seasons. I think there'll be three or four, and he'll be the one on the most meaningful team. I think the the guy at Indiana is gonna be good, Matt Matterin, Benedict Matterin. But I think if they're gonna be tanking hardcore, it's gonna be harder for him. But if but I would keep an eye on him too. Uh, if there were a Grizzly to win one of these awards, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Coach of the Year, uh, who's it going to be? It might be MVP, which is seems like <laughs> that's wild. The, I know, it seems like that's the last one you would say on something like that, but it really might be. It's not going to be Rookie of the Year. I don't think it would be six man of the year just because they have so many multiple contenders. Yeah, like Brandon Clark is going to have to Clark, average like four, fourteen, fifteen gonna... points a game, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, what what else? Defensive player of the year, like it could be Jaron if he gets back early enough. Yeah, if they're bad defensively for three weeks and he gets and back he comes early back enough, and he makes a huge difference, right? But I feel like coach and MVP are their best shots there, and I think if the Grizzlies have a good enough season. But even if the Grizzlies had, even if the Grizzlies finished second again, the coach of the year people they'll say, "Well, they were second last year. They're not going to give him credit for grading." Mm. I, they maybe they should, but right. I don't think he. Monty wins Williams coach of the year. went from runner up to winning, so Taylor That's Jenkins could follow that path too. I think there's a path for Ja. I think the Grizzlies, the West is so crowded. If the Grizzlies finish first or second in the West again, and he, you know, he plays 65 games instead of 57 like he did a year ago, I think there's a real path for Ja Morant this year. Uh, Indy Memphis, you have a piece up at the Daily Memphian about Indy Memphis. I may ask you about some specifics there tomorrow, but 
when does it start, and where, how do people get it tickets? It starts and tomorrow, runs Wednesday through Monday at multiple venues. The opening night is at the Halloran Center downtown. The rest of it is all in Midtown, uh, Playhouse on the Square, Studio on the Square, Crosstown Theater, all that. Go to IndieMemphis.org. You can look at the schedule. It's funny, they're showing the Zebo film. Is, is they are. for the City so is if, one if, of them. Are there if, any other sports if, films? If you... I don't think I so. Like so. If you miss the Zebo thing, which they, they did in conjunction with his jersey retirement or number of retirement, they're doing an encore that. it's on. I know this because they've asked me to come and, and be on the little panel after the screening, so I'll be there too. Um, it's on Sunday, I think at 30, 2.30, something like that, Studio on the Square, and they will be a little encore showing of that. All right, I'll ask you more specifics, but that starts tomorrow. Indie Memphis starts tomorrow. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.